It's not late, but we are drinking, so yeah. it's kind of late in a way. Yeah, I like that. I like I like an afternoon drink in a lounge room. Absolutely, we've um, rearranged the living room to make it more comfortable for m- podcast more drinking. Pod friendly, yep. Riley's already pouring a second glass of wine. Classic. Emma's here. She's lost a debit card. <laughs> <Yep>. She's <laughs> rearranging her life. <laughs> this, this is. I think we might not even. We might not even do the theme music on this one. Oh yeah. I think we mm. might. Yeah, this is going to be the most casual episode. Oh, I like the theme music. Start taking notes. <laughs> it's a good song, man. Yeah, especially mm, yeah. the note taking part. Yeah, no, like, do you know that? Is, uh, that's that. Is that in the theme uh, that you guys do, or have I? Because I looked up the song, yeah. and then I've I fucking listened to we, it. And we actually I, added that in for the podcast theme to ensure that people are taking notes because <laughs> well, a lot of stuff we say is very important. And we smart. don't want any, anyone spark noting this podcast in a <laughs> cheeky way. I, I do hope you all have been taking notes. There will be a test at the end. Of the podcast. Whenever it ends. Like, at the end of, like, all of the trash yeah. each There'll be a fucking exam. Yeah. In, yeah, in 2046, there will be a test at Mason's <laughs> Hall. <laughs> and you'll get, a, you'll get an MT, Masters yeah. of Trash. And you do, you do have to show up in Subfusk. Yeah. Your drinking soup. I don't understand what those words mean. Uh, <laughs> What's Subfusk? It's, uh, at, at it's a genre of music. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, it's a type of burger. <laughs> no, oh, we need to talk about that later. You'll love this. You'll love this because it's really stupid in, in English and, and shit. Um, basically, at Oxford, and they don't do it at Cambridge, when you go write your exam, you have to wear, it's different for, for, for sort of uh, for men and women, but you have to, and you can cross-dress freely between them as you please. Um, you are allowed to... Uh, it. <laughs> um, don't ruin it. You have to wear a black suit, uh-huh. black socks, black shoes, white shirt, white tie, a gown, Bow tie, that and is. be carrying a mortarboard. Really? Yes. If you you're have not, to do that? If you're not wearing all of this or the female equivalent, which is, I think, like black shoes, black tights, a black sh- like skirt, white shirt, and a black bow, and a gown, and carrying a mortarboard. You're not allowed to write your exam. You have to go home and change, and your exam just starts without you. And it's called subfusk. Yeah, it's like darker black. Yeah, you what? can also wear board shorts, but you still have to carry the mortarboard. <laughs> really? Mortarboard shorts. <laughs> flops, like. Milo, no, you're not allowed to wear board shorts. If you were, you were taking an exam, you would not be allowed in. Um, mm. That I, is insane. Why do they do that? <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking know. Because it's just like tradition. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's also Pretty like much. every Fuck. every year, um, every year some student count, some of Oxford's many organs of student government. I don't know which organ d- makes this particular vote. They uh-huh. always vote to keep it every year. It's always optional on the basis of this vote, and they always vote to keep it for reasons that I. Do not understand. Because the people in student council are what senior members of the student body and they've had to wear subfusk and have become attached to it though, right? <laughs> Sentimentally, yeah. in the same way that like a school uniform or whatever, and you're like, no, it teaches us valuable things about f- spending lots of money on clothes and <laughs> <laughs> it's, it may- Stockholm syndrome for yeah, subfusk. Oh, no, yeah. it totally, oh, it totally, like, though, though, the Brit. 
The British class system's relationship, the British sort of upper and upper middle classes relationship with its educational institutions is absolutely a case of Stockholm syndrome. In as much as it seems like every single sort of public school or private school, as you would course call it, yeah, 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 uh-huh. we call them private, yeah. Every what? single public what? school and 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 both of the universities just are there to abuse you into non-existence. Why is it that they're called public schools here and private schools in Australia? I mean, I know the I, I know the real answer to it, and it's not funny, but it might set something up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, feel, I was about to say that I've just understood just now the nature of this podcast because at the start when we started talking, I was like, "How is this going to be a left wing socialist podcast?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, Riley's here." <laughs> 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 yeah. Nice. Yes. I'm all, I'm yes, all- ladies. You heard that. Riley is a socialist. <laughs> I'm, liter- I'm literally. I'm literally always ready to bring down a room by pointing out the like um, uh, different kinds of exploitation that have made whatever fun everyone's having possible. <laughs> Riley was the least favorite person at the sweatshop. <laughs> yeah, they did not like me at the at the sweatshop after work drinks. <laughs> Which, to be to be fair, never actually happened <laughs> because it, just, it never comes around. A sweatshop is just hot yoga, but you get paid. <laughs> Holy shit! We could make so we could make money on two ends by going to like North London and say we're doing a speed sewing class, yes. and you work out while doing it, and it costs fifty pounds an hour, uh, and then. Um, sell the Chinese clothes. man shouts at you continuously, <laughs> but it's spiritual. Everyone, what would that sound like? Quick, someone do an impression of a Chinese man. Quick. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I wouldn't, smart for I that wouldn't shit. do it for safety, but I feel like, uh, you know, it's, people are less racist against the Chinese than they have been against other races historically. Yeah. Because also, we've not, we've no, never, in, fucking not. we've never enslaved the Chinese. Yes, we did. Uh, did we? Oh, did shit. That, oh, we got them, we got <laughs> them. Oh, we had at least one. Oh, we, we got them hooked on opium, right? Yeah, there's that. And then also. Well, that's like good. <laughs> yeah, opium fucking rules. But no, there, then there was like, especially in the States, this was incredibly fucked up. Where like basically people oh, were yeah, brought they over. use them to like blow themselves up to build railways yeah. and stuff. And then after like oh, they, yeah, after after sort of there had been this sort of enormous like importation of labor, just as there always is after an enormous importation of foreign labor, there is an incredible xenophobic backlash. And in fact, the original border controls, like that as we would now know them as modern border controls, <laughs> were invented in order to prevent further Chinese immigration to the United States. They're a purely racist invention based on um, sort of racial hatred for the Chinese. Unfortunately, the only people you can do a, a sort of raci- a, a racial caricature of now are the Italians. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, two things. One, you're the first person I've ever seen to drink wine fast enough to burp. But it's so interesting that our identity is tied up in like, like <clears throat> with football, right? I just started supporting, or I've been supporting a football team for like four or five years, and I still feel like a little bit of an imposter when I say we, you know, like we are playing this game or whatever, even Aussie though that's football? the whole thing. No, like it's soccer. I'm Tottenham Hotspur is my team. Oh, that's and, my uh, team. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Yes. yes. Get, get in. Shoot up. <laughs> yeah. That's Ash's team too. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, 
They're yeah, a fucking, the it's a it's, fucking good yeah. team, man. It's a beautiful club. Um, and but the thing is, is that I feel weird saying we still because I didn't grow up with it because I feel like I'm a little mm. bit of an imposter, you know. Um, but by the same token, I don't know anyone who enslaved Chinese people, but I still feel totally comfortable saying we did that. Do you know what I mean? But is that? It's almost like. Uh, in football, I'm, I'm trying to think on my feet here, but I think in football there's like a little bit of a trope where like if if uh, if you win, everyone goes yeah, but you didn't win. But if you lose, everyone's like ha ha, you lost. Is almost the opposite, or it's it, it's kind of the same with uh, with like geopolitics, right? Because if you did something bad, you did it. All white people did it. But if 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 you did something good, like go to the moon, you didn't fucking go to the moon. Well, you know, I mean, you know what moon. it is. Do you know what I mean? It's no we, one went to the moon. <laughs> no, I mean, shot it in a basement. <laughs> the moon, the moon's a conspiracy theory. We all know this. Uh, no one's there ever gone. No moon. There, there is no, no moon. moon. There no, is no, 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 no spoon. There is no moon. We know moon. there is a moon because where else would Mark Zuckerberg and the rest of the lizard people be from? <laughs> not the center of the moon. And look, I think the. the the reason that I that you sort of get this, you did this, you did this, you did this, is that you know we do still live in a world where you know everybody in this room uh, is benefiting from the history of colonialism. Yeah, and so because you're sti- because we're still living in a situation where you know wages in Bangladesh are like you know a a a, 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 a buck a day or whatever, or as as Doug Ford would say, a beer a day, which is a, a joke for all the Canada heads. Um, in, in the audience, real Canada heads <laughs> represent <laughs> radical. But like that's, but that's that's literal. That is that is literally a an echo of colonialism that's still relevant today. So we still, have we to take still benefit from. It. So in, and so the and so the the the, the prospect of ever for, of ever sort of forgetting or trying to sort of ab, sort of abstract any modern complicity in is basically like failing to recognize that the crime is still basically going on mm-hmm. um and so so that's why we have to use the collective yeah i th- i think pronoun. that's 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 basically why and also there's this there's this thing and um this is i mean this is something that comes up a lot in the rest of the show um because like race is such a charged issue in britain because there is a con and in America as well and everywhere, but like you know, we look at race Britain. in America. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. wait, hang on a minute. <laughs> hang on a second. I know, if you think race is an issue in America, I've got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> uh, but like, it's that there is this sense of it, it's it's sort of referred to as white fragility, right? Where there is white pussiness. I've heard it. You all the white pussiness. <laughs> but there's this sense. You ever of- hit a white person with a crowbar? They can't take it. <laughs> Pussy! <laughs> My Chinese friend, he would take 15 crowbars to the face before he even gave you directions. That's why I've lined, that's why I work hard once a year to line up one person of each ethnicity and beat them over the face and backside with various metal implements <laughs> to create the official the pe- pussiness the- rankings. And white people always be coming last. He's <laughs> like, oh, my country club. <laughs> no, but like, it's, so this concept of white fragility is like that when you have like, when your position even if your class position is not super great, right? So this is where this whole myth of the white working class comes from. 
where I mean they do exist. Well, so they yeah. they yeah. do <laughs> exist, but the, their idea that like, not real. The creation the creation of the white working class is a unique political phenomenon that sort of everyone right. tries to understand the rise of fascism through even though fascism is a middle class phenomenon. But regardless. The, the, the creation of the white working class is saying, oh, well, there's a kind of working class that has special interests. And those interests are basically socially conservative that involve kind of the preservation of a racial hierarchy because they may be on the bottom of a class hierarchy, but they're on the top of a sort of every single other fucking hierarchy. Yeah, yeah. And any other person. Apart from the person is hierarchy. Any, <laughs> any other person who is gaining any privilege at all through the creation of, a, of any kind of equal like for example it used to be that you could that a, a landlord in new york could say no blacks in this building in fact yeah. donald trump said that yeah so everyone should really pay, uh, no, never forget that anytime he says i'm the least racist president ever he literally said no blacks in any of my buildings that's crazy um and because they weren't. Yeah. It was a statement. <laughs> <laughs> but now there are, was, so he can't say It wasn't say prescriptive. Yeah. It was descriptive. <laughs> but, but he would say... But, <laughs> and that's a shame. That's, <laughs> people never give you the full quote. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah. I think this could be some of the best buildings for blacks. I don't understand why they're not here, quite frankly. Okay. <laughs> and I, I try to get them in by having this big sign up that says no blacks. <laughs> <laughs> and then a very small print, more needed... <laughs> <laughs> no, but so when 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 like when there become when you get like civil rights style legislation um, that comes in and says like, you can't discriminate on the basis of race, then maybe someone who is who's might not then someone else who who is white who is just sort of looks after their own little part um, says oh well. I've I, I this used to be a nice community full of white people and now they're taking away my ability to live in a nice community full of white people and so the law in that sense the loss of privilege when there's nowhere else to fucking go feels like oppression and so that's why that's why you sort of get these just sort of awful just psychotic snowflake pricks um, who get on the internet and are just like uh, you used to be able to slur and now my like my you know dipshit university educated liberal nephews tell me they don't want to like you know come to my house for christmas anymore right. i hate those fucking nephews <laughs> those two guys so what you're saying is the the white working class is 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 privileged but sees itself as not privileged well, it's because well, i mean and the thing appears and that's the problem with like liberal Discord. By the way, we should introduce the show at By some way, point. Yeah. Taco, would you like some more Bordeaux? I actually would love some it's more Bordeaux. Think Bordeaux. about the white working classes. <laughs> they are much more privileged than they realize. Okay, I have because so many, I have they so many have things. never even had to wear subfusk. So how can they possibly understand quite how hot and stuffy it is? You're taking an exam in June. In June. And you have to wear all this hot stuff. They're Wearing overalls. It's very easy to breathe. You know? Milo, I have three things to say to you. And where were those overalls okay. made, pray tell? <laughs> oh, they're very good English overalls, actually. Made by an artisan in North London. By the, <laughs> by by the least pussy people, the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> I have three, three things to say to you. Number one, this is a Nero Davila. It's not a fucking Bordeaux. It doesn't even taste like a Bordeaux, and you're fucking cancelled. Fuck you. Number two, you've not... You've not really done much to improve your image there. You know? <laughs> number number two. <laughs> <laughs> for the benefit no, of the no, listener. No, no, no. For the benefit of the listener. 
for the benefit of the listener, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> number two. Surely, number two. Surely people on the podcast know what we're no, like. No, no, no. Do they not? No. For the real heads, you know what happened. <laughs> um, number two. Um, it is very hot and stuffy wearing subfusk. <laughs> <laughs> And number three is that the problem with, I think, the, 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 if you might call the liberal, you know, discourse around this whole thing, this invention of the of this of this political force called the white working class, that means that like any party that wants to be even center left has to get more racist to win, which is a thing that people write all the fucking time. Um, basically, it it's because the 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 liberal imagination cannot stomach class differences they cannot imagine that people have different class interests because they see the world in terms of just identities and not class and not class hierarchies they don't understand that actually um that that sort of actually like there are like a, a white a white working class voter and a black working class voter have more in common between one another than a white working class voter and a suburban racist oh yeah, yeah sure definitely mm. I'm just imagining like a fucking plucky underdog film where a group of guys want to get want to get elected to as a center left government, but then they realize they're gonna have to become a lot more racist to win, <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they're trained by a crotchety old guy <laughs> who lost in the final of the racism Olympics in 1986, <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, I said spick when I meant to say the n word. <laughs> Don't let it happen to you. <laughs> You've got it all ahead of you. I need. I needed to do a hard R. A hard R. <laughs> you can, I need you to scream Chinaman at these mandarins. <laughs> it's practice. It's to harden you up. <laughs> Don't worry. They can take it. They're not pussies. <laughs> not pussies like fucking white people. Mm. Oh man, I was really worried about. I, I like I, there was a lot of concern with that joke for coming up with a word that was like racially offensive enough without being too racist to well, say. And I really feel like I hit the money no. with Chinaman. I mean, in in ancient Rome, they referred to Egyptians as gippos, which is what I learned from uh, the. Um, really? I mean, they, they wasn't called Egypt at the time. Uh, yeah. I learned that from the show Rome on HBO. Right? Wait, oh, no, it was called Egypt. Egypt was called Egyptus. Egyptus. Yeah, they would have called them gippos or something. Gippos, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> Gippoclitus. <laughs> mm. uh, 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 I mean, Scipio Africanus, that could be a slur. Yeah. Scipio Africanus. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> the guy, that's that's a name for a guy who's doing, like, he's traveling the world, but he just skips out Africa because it looks a bit shit. The Latin varietal. A little bit dangerous. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm going to be. Like dirty. <laughs> which is, interestingly enough, the opposite of Scipio Africanus. A man who did not skip Africa. A man who definitely did not skip Africa. What did he do? Very who's much Scipio hot. Africanus. Scipio Africanus was a Roman general who conquered a lot of North Africa. Oh. He destroyed using, Carthage. Using, using, using the brass section of the orchestra. <laughs> so the amazing thing was like uh, fucking Hannibal destroyed Rome for years using elephants. They were like, what the fuck can we do with these elephants? And Scipio Africanus was like, uh, guys, you know, elephants are really scared of trumpets. What? <laughs> and so they literally, they're fucking, they're charging these elephants. And then Skipper Africanus is like, blow the trumpets now. <laughs> and the, yeah, the elephants just like freaked the fuck out, turned around and crushed <laughs> the whole army. Oh. So this el charging elephant's like, that hey, is... baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salad and scrambled eggs. I see trees are green. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I can't help but hate the Frasier theme. <laughs> oh, that's Carthage. I'd like to destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. How many years did that work for? They kept coming at him with elephants. No, and- no. Then they they, they the drove battle, the, the Battle of Zama. Yeah, they well, they Carth- drove the yeah. they drove the they drove the Carthaginians out of the Italian Peninsula. Step one. Yeah. They ended the Second Punic War. Oh, and stay out. <laughs> oh, fuck off. These are our roots. <laughs> oh, you kiss your mother with those elephants. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the 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 they uh the Italian the original Italian Americans the Romans yeah <laughs> drove the, <laughs> the Roman Italians the Italian American Romans oh oh hey you stay off the fucking capital line capiche <laughs> um, oh. you drove the they drove the, the 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 Carthaginians and their elephants out of the Italian Peninsula in the Second Punic War that was all great. And then um, the Third Punic War happened for more or less no reason uh, because they Carthage did nothing to upset them other than in history. Okay. Um, and I think they, they, they'd fucked with... I like um, that you're indignant on, on behalf of a 2,000-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> what is it? They, they fucked with a Numidian king, right? Haven't we The all? Third Punic War? The Third Punic War. Yeah, Wait, the, hang on, were there three? Yeah, there were three. The Third Punic War ended with, the, with Rome just sailing over to modern Tunisia destroying Carthage and then burning it and salting the land so nothing would grow. Oh, nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. Classic. Yeah. I didn't know. That's what uh, I call uh, a prank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Logan Paul social experiment where uh, we, we we have Carthage and just to see what happens. Hi, mm. MTV. We're here in Tunisia. <laughs> <laughs> world road rules challenge. And our task today is burn down this city and salt the land. Oh, this is all my favorite things. Just we're like, we're like talking dumb shit, but also about classics. That, this yeah. is like, what an overlap for me. <laughs> I, I like how, uh, was it, I think, Belgium in the First World War uh-huh. uh, flooded half of their good farmland to stop the Germans coming in through Belgium and into France. So they like blocked the army by, they have all these dikes. It was, it was either Belgium or Maybe the Netherlands the has di- the dikes. It might be Dutch. Yeah. yeah. And they broke all their dikes and fucking flooded their own farmland and it wasn't usable. It's like some of it's still not usable today to stop the German army marching into France. And I mean, the French still found a way to lose eventually, but. Okay, yeah. sure. The Germans, you know, they got a big army. It was probably the biggest army ever raised, one of the most advanced fighting That's forces in the world. Impression. But do they like water? It's real. No. It's really. It's, <laughs> your Dutch impression is very close to your Trump impression. <laughs> Dutch Trump. <laughs> Dutch Trump is okay. very tall. The black guys do not staying in my hotel. I don't know why it is, but I'd like to invite them to come over. <laughs> Maybe have a smoke. Smoke a little net. Maybe we can fuck Dutch, each other. Who knows? Dutch. <laughs> Dutch Trump would, because the Dutch are such sort of straightforward, clear communicators, that whole issue would never have emerged with Dutch Trump. Mm. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> like just a really sexually liberal Trump. Well, I mean, I guess he's not sort of liberal. He's, he's, a, he's a sort of a, a sort of pawing, avaricious, acquisitive libertine. Hell hey, sure. You, you want to let transgender people in the military? That's fine by me. I'll fuck loads of them. Okay, they're like, good guys. I, 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 I like reg- like just- And women. Regular, this normal Dutch Trump. This sounds great. Yeah, it's better. <laughs> we, we, all right, everybody. We got to turn Trump Dutch. How would you? I'm, I I feel like I'm a fucking a political Luddite. I don't really follow the soap opera that is politics uh-huh. or know anything about oh, that's it. That's good. No, I don't. I mean, I, my soap opera is football. That's where I know the characters <laughs> and the people. Your soap opera is Emmerdale. And they have little feuds. But I think that's what it is, man. For, like, politics for me, like, I see people that get really into it and I'm like, that's great. You have your thing. But I don't think it's... I, I can't tell whether it's more important than football. Honestly, I can't. 
because it's just like you get into politics and you know all the characters and you know the new thing that's happening today and then you go, I can't believe this guy said this about this guy because do you remember two years ago when that was a thing and that's why contextually that matters and that's why it's fucked that he's like this and I don't understand that I because I like only have- four actual situations that mirror what you just exactly. said. Exactly, <laughs> because it's a soap opera. <laughs> oh boy, and that, and, what and, scrape is Boris Johnson going to get into this week? And, and I, I don't understand any of this, but my soap opera is, is football, right? Because I, I know the characters, I know the players, I know when that one goes to this team, that's important because he used to be there and now there's this thing and whatever. And uh, I just want to know why I should care about politics enough to get into that soap opera. I mean, largely because, I mean, look, politics is not, as again, as many liberal, liberal, in the liberal imagination, politics was sort of settled in 1990, right? After the Cold War. Okay. It was done. And then everyone just sort of agreed that they would be technocratic capitalists and that the machine of politics was basically built. And then what the machine of politics does is it determines without necessarily, but not necessarily, not necessarily violence, it determines kind of who gets what. Yeah. How the distribution of resources works, where the benefits and burdens of cooperation are distributed. And in 1990, we were like, okay, we have the system for doing that, everyone thought. Yeah. We have liberal capitalism, which is basically fine for more or less everybody. And then elections from there were always between sort of two more or less liberal parties, one with kind of a socially a, socially a bit left flavor, one with a bit of a socially right flavor. But more or less, you were determined picking it's between- like LucasAid original and LucasAid orange. <laughs> yeah. You were picking yeah. between more or less two of the same thing. Yeah. Um, which is which is why like when like Barack Obama rolls out Obamacare, it's just a a, a, a rehashed plan that Mitt Romney made for Massachusetts. Okay, it was the same thing because the, these parties ultimately believe the same thing when it comes to distribution of resources. Who gets what? But the thing is, and and, and if you're deciding between the brand of manager of the big machine, yes, then yeah, I agree. Oh, I will need to speak to. Yeah, of course. <laughs> then it's not. I don't know. It's not that important. Yeah. Because, you know, because very few things are up for question. That is just a sort of horse race. It's a drama. It's sort of external to anybody. And it gets people angry because they go, I'm unhappy and my life is bad and I feel like it's out of my control and I blame you, Mr. Republican man or Democrat man. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you know... It's the the soap opera has very little bearing on the way that your here's, actual life pans out. Here's right? the thing: the soap opera has an enormous bearing as to how your life pans out. It's just it's very easy to forget that you have any control over it. Yeah, because the soap opera actually, for example, um, in Ontario recently, there was this plan to pilot a universal basic income scheme basically means that we sort of have all acknowledged that as a society, we are prosperous enough that there is no reason that anybody should be in poverty ever simply because we can, say, automate our level of production to the point that most work is unnecessary. Yeah. So what we're going to do is instead just decide that everybody's worthy of human dignity and just give people stuff. I think they piloted that in Finland as well. Yeah, they did in Finland. They did it in Ontario. And and that, that was piloted by... The liberals, who admittedly I'm mostly not a fan of, but I think that was a good, a single good choice they made. Sure. But then they got voted out and replaced with um, a, a guy whose campaign slogan was, I'm going to bring back a buck a beer. 
and also I hate Muslims. Classic. Because what Muslims say is beer. What's going to annoy them? Cheap beer. Smart guy. Where do I sign? Right. And so we, there was this opportunity to, um, to have, for people to have more stuff. And because of a combination of apathy and sort of just casualized Islamophobia um, and, and other similar things. Yeah, you can hate the Muslims. You don't have to wear a tie. Relax. <laughs> then, um, you got slippers on. Okay, then, that's fine. <laughs> then Doug Ford is put in a position where he can say, no, I'm scrapping, I'm scrapping the scheme. And so that's a very real way in which sort of engagement yeah, in politics stuff, yeah. actually, unfortunately, does matter. And I mean, look, say what you will about the limits of electoralism. Um, and this is going to make the tankies even madder at us. Oh, yeah. Um, but I, Hi, tankies. It's me, the, the trash reacher Tory guy. <laughs> With the trash reacher unfunny guy. <laughs> and our guest, an Australian who you'll probably hate for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm not even playing the same game as these people. <laughs> it's it's it, it, electoral politics brought about the end of a thing that would have made a lot of people's lives better. Yes, you know, mm. and so and and then and at the same time, even stuff like the fact that the right wing gutter press in Canada has been allowed to demonize Muslims for years means that someone like Doug Ford can run an openly racist campaign, and it just feels normal. Because he's he, he's then able to appeal to everybody's sort of like lower instincts. I still like I don't know. I see this kind of stuff and that makes me angry. But I still find it so hard to engage past my anger. I'm like, yes, I'm angry that Donald Trump said that he hates whatever thing that he said. I don't even know what Donald Trump said. I just know that I don't like him. He doesn't Do you know even I mean? know. He says a different <laughs> thing every five minutes. You know, he doesn't even know because he's pretty. He's he's pretty sure it's it's 1993. <laughs> that and like i don't think he like can i think whenever he sees his kids he always just like hey sport yeah Mike. yeah yeah totally he's just trying to figure out what his kid's name is so he's just using those mate words to be hey so hey, one is named after the- me who's the crime one and then there's <laughs> the other one who's the ugly one no, then there's and then the- there's my daughter that i want to fuck well, there's there's the daughter wants to fuck, and then there's the one that's named after him that's the crime one but that also like is super into crossfit on instagram <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And then there's, Yoga pants? And then there's, <laughs> the problem is... <laughs> He's is thick as fuck. <laughs> between, the, between the two... Like, hey, there are three Trump boys, and I, the, the definite ranking of them is Baron is of course on top because he's actually like secretly one of us. That's a thing? Baron's That's a his gamer. name? Baron, yeah. He fucking rules. What's his name? Baron Trump. Baron Trump. Yeah. He's, he's like... He's like a teen. What, he's a what gamer. Does he do? And what does he do? He's a, te- okay. he's a teen gamer. Okay. <laughs> he rules. He smokes weed? Probably. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Has he ever been hit with a crowbar? <laughs> <laughs> and then, How did he react? <laughs> and, then there, and, then the, and then there's Donald Jr. Now, this is a controversial ranking. Donald DJ Jr. DJ Trump. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Playing some A lot deep. of lovers in the crowd tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some hands in the air for this one. <laughs> oh, God. No, he would not play anything that would would have that driving of a beat. Okay. Don't even joke about it. He would probably he, he would he would play some kind of remix. This of is the Sweet Escape by Gwen Stefani featuring Akon. <laughs> no, no, he would. We, we, we were at Espionage last night, and there was that that one. They they did they, they did this sort of slightly housey remix of oh, of uh, what was it? 
Will like, oh, Jones get low? Yeah, get low, get low, get yeah, dunk, exactly. Dunk, dunk, That's so what upsetting. he would play. He would play Fucking... a terrible anonymous house remix of like you know popular and, and ringtone rap from 2006. And popular ringtone rap. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like every thing, every category you you say things in a very intellectual way. Like ringtone rap sounds like it belongs in a term paper. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, <laughs> belongs yeah. in a museum. <laughs> 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 oh fuck, ringtone rap! It was so good. Those were the days. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the crazy I, frog. I, 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 look. There are three kinds of music that are good, and this is canonical. This is, <laughs> this is, this is objectively true. The world according to Riley. Yes. Yeah. And two percent of that is SoundCloud rap. Okay. Mm. That's because a lot of it's really bad, but when it's really good, it's very funny. Yes. Mm. An additional. I have a rap on SoundCloud, by the way. Do you? Oh, we should- oh yeah. Plug it. I, uh, me and my I best give friend. The rest of my list, but I'll do it after did this. Did it when we were 17 or 18. Uh, it does contain racial slurs. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I will go no further as to its whereabouts. Yeah. When I hit your M. face tattoos have really faded. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And then there is PC music, which is another 3%. Because. Yeah. All of PC music is amazing, but there's not very much of it because it's a single label. Okay. Uh, and it's awesome. So Only Riley listens to that music. music. It's, an, it's a whole genre that's like, it's just Riley. What is it? Uh, it's like weird, um, sort of hyper real. It's the Windows startup noises. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird, very hyper real, sort of overproduced. Oh, um, oh, PC is in personal computer, not political correctness. No, it's neither. It's a meaningless acronym. Okay. It doesn't stand for anything. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Do you get it? <laughs> it's like Harry S. Truman. <laughs> he had no middle name. It was just an S. Didn't he? Yeah, that's actually true. That's so fucking cool. They were just like, you sound better if you have like a middle initial. Oh, And fuck so they made yeah. it up. <laughs> also, you should take up smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Harry smoking Truman. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats the fine taste of a camel black. <laughs> Vote for Harry. Mm. Ooh, that's Flavor Country. <laughs> I, I, Flavor Country actually has a lot of electoral votes despite being a very unpopulated state. <laughs> <laughs> Flavor Country used to have a large slave population and they wanted to have, you know, electoral college votes based on the population of slaves, but didn't want to let them vote. So thus in Flavor Country there, you know, that was kind of the origin yeah, of the real whole strategy that was used. Yeah. But in fact, the Democrats at that point who were the terrible racist party. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Democrats and Republicans switched. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. the Democrats, like, like, like everyone's like, oh, yes, Republicans, are the party of Lincoln. Because like in the north and, and in like the, the free states, the non-slaveholding states, the Republicans were just the main party. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then... After a sort of um, uh, Barry Goldwater comes in in the, in, the, in the 60s, I mean, look, this change begins to happen for a while, but then the real flip comes when Barry Goldwater in the 1960s sort of runs an overtly race, like an overtly race, race baiting primary, um, and then just realized that takes quite a few of the southern states where sort of black people were getting more rights and sort of um, like uh, white people and a lot of white people were sort of feeling like they were losing out, even though, like, again, it's just. Now a guy can live next to you who doesn't live or look like you, and they're like, "Ah, yeah, yeah, shit! Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want to get my Lots gun." Lots of white people just um, had signs that said "No rights for black people," which at the time was a statement, and, they, <laughs> and there was a small print at the bottom that said "Please more." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so and so what happens is then Richard Nixon looks at this and does what's called the Southern Strategy, where he runs as a Republican but an outright race baiting campaign. Yeah, um, and that's how the Republicans became the racist party. 
And so in the Civil War, it was like, it was, you, it was in and after the Civil War and Reconstruction, the Democrats were the party of white supremacy that sort of flipped really? in the 20th century. Yeah. That's, so someone like Strom Thurmond was a Democratic senator who switched allegiances and became Republicans. Strom Thurmond. That sounds like a barnyard animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how I met your racist mother. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, that's, 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 that's how that happened. Uh, just that in the 60s. Well, it was the 60s that sort of that, that the Southern strategy sort of took shape and then was, that's what they called it. Are your listeners interested in this conversation? <laughs> Yes, actually. Uh, yeah, no, because I feel like I. Because, uh, are your listeners as well versed in in the things that you're saying as you are? Uh, I don't know. Right in. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is so interesting to me, but I'm afraid that this is just becoming like me trawling Riley for random facts about various pockets of history. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? To, like, let, to let us know whether you're as well versed in these things as Riley is, please at Alex Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> Ask him about the Utah story. Uh, um, uh, well, what was it? We had other things that we wanted people to send him. Was it nudes? Nudes, yeah. Nudes. Yeah. Definitely nudes. nudes. Yeah. Offers of threesomes. No, uh, yeah. But like flaccid dicks. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Flaccid we want to send dicks. Alex Keeley bad nudes. Yeah. Flaccid dicks like in the mail. <laughs> if you've got a flaccid dick, cut it off, mail it to Alex Keeley. <laughs> if you don't have a flaccid dick, look at a picture of Alex Keeley. Wait till it kicks in and then cut it off and send you it to him. Poor Alex look Keeley. what you did, Alex. Look what you did. You don't- I actually don't know Alex very yeah. well at all. We've met each other about three times. And I'm sorry if he's listening. <laughs> if you don't have a flaccid dick, talk to your doctor. Yeah. Usually that's not sexually exciting. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Yeah. Not- if you have an erection right now, then this podcast is very different to what we were intending. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just no, love hearing Riley talk about politics. <laughs> <laughs> Again, maybe there are some people who are like that. That is pretty much every girl you've ever slept with, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, that's literally not any girl I've ever slept with. That's the opposite. This is like what your pillow talk is. Is like, have you heard of Micronesia? <laughs> <laughs> a nation state that is that probably won't exist after a while. You know, you know the name Micronesia in Greek literally means tiny islands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, pussies where everything's tiny. I mean, I, I mean, they're not big islands. Nisha does yeah, Nisha mean nerd. <laughs> yeah. Nisha. Federated states of Micronesia are not comprised of comparatively large islands Is that based an on other country. Yes, I thought it was a Simpsons reference. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's a it's a sort of it's a it's a confederation of um of of islands in the, of low population small islands in the Pacific. Yeah, the Federated States like, of Micronesia. Yeah, the Micronesia. There's the Marshall Islands, now known as the M M&M and M Islands. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Nobody wants to hear Marshall no more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah. Look up Micronesia's status because I'm not comfortable with being wrong. Micronesia's on the long term. Micronesia status is high. I'm using WhatsApp. <laughs> 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 Just WhatsApping with Micronesia. Um, so what do you guys want to talk about? We can, uh, I could probably tell Joe, a story we start, if you should want. Should we start the show? Yeah, let's start the show. <laughs> Theme song. <laughs> we should, we should start we should. taking <laughs> notes. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. There is there, will be a is test. there another bottle of wine? Uh, Margaritas. All right. Hell yes. Let's have margaritas. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Sorry. Fuck um, yeah, dude. Nate, Nate, can you put in a bell that's the margarita? Oh, yeah. By the way, okay. Just, just for some background, um, when when we first started this podcast, and it was it was me, Milo, and Charlie, and Hussein was barely a glint in his microphone's eye, 
Um, and and we just basically come up to the Edinburgh Fringe with a way worse production setup. Um, and yeah. and and Nate wasn't even involved as the producer. And we stuff. didn't even have a flat that year. We, we don't. We didn't even have a flat. We were just annoying Zach Bainham. Her. This is last year. This is last this year. Is last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um. And and we 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 spoke with Aiden. Um. About his show, The Amersham Flat, which is very good. Uh. Which is about like his experience to the property market in London. <laughs> Uh, and then we just figured, yeah, like, do you want to see that show? Well, fuck you, because <laughs> it, it is done. It is yeah. done. <laughs> and and yeah. my brother filmed it with my mum and my best friend's mum and a bunch of other people in the audience, and it was not a very good performance. <laughs> which probably won't see the light of day. Maybe will. Keep go to my website, Aiden Taco Jones, and see if I've found a half an hour in my life to put it up. But basically, mm. we we just we just had a, a, a fun time recording that, and so we're like, fuck it. What if we just did something similar this time, but with better production values. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh. So, uh, so basically, uh, Aiden has a show again this year, which we're setting up now at, at the at the midpoint. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Actually, the middle point of the of the run is Tuesday. I figured that out. Today. Okay. Yeah. We're set, we're setting this. Our we're recording this midpoint, on Sunday. Recording this on Sunday, and we're setting up who everyone is. I mean, they know who m- some of us are. They might oh, not remember. Yeah, we didn't introduce the show at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck, it. fuck it. There oh, are some. You know what? I'm actually quite drunk. <laughs> there are some. There are some. Well, hey, same. There are some episodes where I just don't even want to introduce it. I, I don't want to introduce it. I don't want to play the theme song. I just want to be like, yo, this is. We're just going to talk for an hour. And then at some point, yeah. it's going to end mid sentence. Really? Wait, wait, oh, soprano style. I wonder style. if people will like this at all. <laughs> <laughs> We've hey. not. We've not eaten anything today. I've I've literally just been drinking for <laughs> breakfast. This I is ate- actually an amazing day. This is exactly what I wanted to do today. The Edinburgh Fringe is a flurry of activity, and this is a a, a quiet corner of respite in an insane month. I ate a really gigantic nice. piece of bread. Just oh, did we order pizza? Did we we order did. Pizza? We did. It. It's coming. Is it Fuck coming? Yes. It's coming. Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah, dude! I feel like I'm in a time warp. <laughs> the pizza's <laughs> the pizza's coming because it's a fucking nerd. <laughs> that's a, that's a that co- callback a- from a joke in my new show, Fifty Two Days, which is uh, ten thirty every night at City Cafe until the twenty sixth of August, two thousand and eighteen. When's this coming out? Say September. Uh, <laughs> Come that'd be it. really fun, but no, like I don't know, Tuesday. Oh, sick! All right, fuck yeah, yeah. maybe oh, Tuesday. So yeah, if you're in Edinburgh, has, yeah, for our American listeners, buy a fucking flight. Or yeah, you're a nerd. man. Um, I will be best. doing it in Australia as well, in uh, in Perth and Adelaide and Melbourne. So we have some Australian fans. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah, nice. Perth Fringe, Adelaide Fringe, Melbourne Comedy Australian, Festival. Australian fans, come, Look come out say hello. It. It's called 52 Days, and my name is Alex Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> Please at me with more questions. <laughs> and send any questions you may have to Alex Keeley. <laughs> Uh, man, no. Alex Keeley's calling card, the broad Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. You know what I never really, I really never did? I never explained the difference between uh, public and private schools. Yes, let's do that. So basically, and then our margaritas will be here. Exactly. <laughs> and mm. the pizza. Oh, shit, yeah. And then everyone's going to get to hear us eat on mic. Yeah, dude. And then we're going oh, to have- be having a margarita and a margarita. That's going to be great. Wait, did we order a margarita? We didn't actually. Okay, good. But all pizzas are just a margarita with stuff on them. Oh yeah, so but um, what's 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 your what's your show this year? It's uh, the the least political show possible. Yeah, I know. It's well, about- this has been one of the least political episodes yeah. <laughs> of our show ever, so fuck it. Um, it's yeah, called still a lot of politics. Yeah. <laughs> 
52 days is about how in 2012 I kept a journal on a deck of playing cards, one card for every week of the year. I hand them out to the audience and then tell the story of the year in whatever order the cards come out. It's very much just it's it's like basically reading my diary from from 6 years ago and confronting the asshole that I was in my early 20s. I mean, you get you get hurt a bunch. Yeah, uh, I hurt other people a bunch. You do a lot of LSD and mushrooms. Yeah. That's, that's the pussy ranking testing, right? Yeah. There. <laughs> I come out on top. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I just do a lot. Of, I make a lot of bad decisions. I hurt people. I hurt myself. Uh, I I drink a lot. I take a lot of drugs, and then at the end, I ask the audience to forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> you just mistaken comedy with a 12-step program yeah. The audience forgives you when yeah, no yeah. one else would I hand myself over to a higher power That being 45 to 50 people in a sweaty room in Edinburgh Oh yeah And, and then you hand yourself over to that higher power By being like, look, it's not free to put on yeah. this shit <laughs> I need some money, you dogs Hit the bucket Man, those bucket, people, about, bucket, bucket. About ten people last night didn't pay, and I want to find them. Fuck them. We're gonna release their names. Uh, they're gonna be them. in the episode description. Yeah. <laughs> Mail them your cut off flaccid dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it to punish those people. If you want to support, if you want to support Aiden, Aiden Taco Jones, friend of the fr- trash future, friend of the show, friend of the future. Friend of the future, yep, trash of the of, past, show of the friend, <laughs> trash of the the guy. Then trash mail of the guy, guy of the cut trash. off flaccid penis or the cut off flaccid penis of the nearest person to you. <laughs> to always get yeah, the, be- the penis payers permission. <laughs> we want to keep this uh, like fairly open, though. We don't want to be exclusive by um, we don't want to be excluding people by saying that everyone has a flaccid penis. You know what I mean? You can listen to the show without a flaccid yeah. penis. Yeah, you can have a rock hard penis. You can have a hard black dick between your legs. So if, if someone comes into the show and just has a big hard on, like a big visible erection, what do you do about that? <laughs> I don't know. Suck Say it, hey, man. <laughs> Fine. Like, oh, sorry. Comedy's on pause, everybody. <laughs> nice hard on, sir. Where'd you get it? Congratulations. The hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> sir, I, I respect yeah, and salute your hard on. I think uh, y- you and I are very similar people, but at some point our lives <laughs> diverged and you started reading about politics. <laughs> and I don't know what I did, but I did something else. <laughs> you wrote a diary and a deck of cards. <laughs> I did some different shit. I, I started talking to homeless people. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forgot, I forgot number four on Riley's favorite things. Fluffy little kittens. <laughs> It'd be great. How do you I feel about like Barack Obama? Do you like him? Nope. Why not? Uh, two oh, right well, wing. Other than the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> two right wing. Yeah. Two right wing. Uh, yep. Conducted a drone war, uh, oversaw one of the sort of greatest destructions of wealth in the sort of, for the working class in US history. It was just generally kind of a milk toast rollover when it came to confronting the Republicans. Milk toast. <laughs> <laughs> My preferred kind of toast. We'll never meet. <laughs> <laughs> milk and toast? What say you, sir? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dipping your toast in milk to trigger the lips. <laughs> like yeah. a true dick boy. Yeah. <laughs> dick boy. <laughs> yeah, no. I, As I, the fans of our podcast are now called because they cut off their flaccid dicks. <laughs> 
and they <laughs> mail them in. If you really want to show yourself as a fan of this podcast, I want to see pictures of that Ken doll sloping front butt oh. <laughs> where a dick God. used to be. Imagine how much trouble we would get in if people actually started mailing us their flaccid dicks. <laughs> I guess by the time you've mailed a dick, it's not going to be hard, is it? It's going to be flaccid. Yeah, it's yeah. definitely going to be. Oh, maybe rigor mortis. Um. <laughs> you know, there's only one way to find out, and that's if people mail us their dicks. Yeah. yeah. You know you know what, guys? Maybe the, maybe the real podcast was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> maybe How the funny re- was that girl in my show last night when I was like, I realized the, the problem was actually it wasn't the drinking, it was me. And she went, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, stop like, drinking, you hog. <laughs> it's a fucking setup to a joke, man. Oh, yeah, she was what, what, funny, what's with this? man. That lady what's, was funny. What's, what, what, what is with like a, a, so many comedy audiences do come in and sit down. You give the setup to a joke. And they're like, oh, excuse me, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I'm going to yeah. tell you why. Scotland. Uh, what the fuck do they think they're doing? <laughs> I, I, a fair play to her. That is a pussy ass thing to say. It wasn't the drinking. It was me. But like, it also was the setup to a joke. And I think she got that. I, she was funny, man. She did shaka to mock me. Yeah. What was I mean, it when I was like, I had sex a bunch or something? She was like, cool, brother. <laughs> oh, dude, you fuck? Yeah, <laughs> I bone, man. <laughs> oh, I fucking, I fucking bone, dude. I, I don't bone. I mean, I, I don't bear know. bones. <laughs> I vegan bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bear bones, yes. Yeah. There's one passion fruit seed left in the bottom of this margarita glass. I'm determined to get it. You go get your life, man. Wait, Riley, you're extremely cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey Riley Get a load of this If you like Berlin Have you ever heard of a little place called Berghain Oh <laughs> I think you'd get in Fucking hate Dude you people. you're allowed to fuck there man You can fuck in a building <laughs> uh, Wait This brings me back to the, my favourite thing that Riley has ever said Which is that Milo on the dance floor in Berghain You can have sex And people do Except it's really a gay club, so straight people usually have sex in the toilets out of respect. Ah, <laughs> I'm fucking in the toilets out of respect for the so troops. Dope. The gay troops. The original troops. Well, no, it's um, like you you can like I've you, actually never been to Berghain or any club in you Berlin. Can't, you can't or any club ever. <laughs> or any club ever. I've never been inside a building until today. <laughs> <laughs> I live in a tree. <laughs> I thought you sat under a tree, am I right? Ah! I have a podcast that I release every Tuesday called Sitting Under a Tree. Thank you. He doesn't record it sitting under a tree. Disappointing. The only place that I feel comfortable every week. (laughs) Sitting up in a tree. (laughs) I sleep in a lake, so. (laughs) Hey, sleeps with the fishes. Oh. No. No, you can have sex anywhere. It's just, you know, you can go to the dark rooms, for example. (laughs) <laughs> Develop your bonus. <laughs> <having sex. laughs> the dark rooms are the most common place to have sex. Usually, mm. you'd have sex in the dark rooms. Or the cum palace is also another good place to have oh, sex. Oh, that's a great part of Berghain, the cum palace. <laughs> it's like it's like the in that, that cemetery. In that, getting, <laughs> getting really agitated. You know, in, you know, in James Bond, Die Another Day, possibly the worst Bond film, they have that palace that's made out of ice, like that, <laughs> but just made out of cum. <laughs> and it's full of people like Riley. Everyone's slipping over. <laughs> Like, I have a socialist podcast. You should really have sex with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Riley's so angry. <laughs> oh, I'm, uh, I'm having so much fun that my uh, leg hurts. Nate, you know what to do. 
Uh. <laughs> this is so much editing in this. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's yeah, going to really... be like five minutes long, and it's going to be like you know the white working class isn't the political future. Anyway, thanks for listening. Oh, mm. oh we have ruined a whole afternoon of Nate's. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing that we have that power, isn't it? Like we can just we can just make a really bad podcast, you... and it ruins Nate's day. It's been great. I, I've I've had I've enjoyed this so much. I just felt we've just had a good time as friends. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. Left wing socialist friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of why I didn't want to introduce it or like play the theme song or be like, here's the structure of the episode. We're going to yeah. have a couple of readings and here's what we're going to talk about. And then we're going to do an interview. Yeah. It's like, you no. in the Barack Obama voice. Um, we're going to have a couple of readings. No, no, we're uh, like, we're going to do an interview. If you like the structure, we're, uh, you can keep it. We're going to do an interview. <laughs> no, we're not going to do any of that. We're just going to, uh, we're going to talk and uh, it's going to be very productive. I mean, you sound like Mr. Rogers, not Barack Obama. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Either uh, of those people. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Who's Garakarama? <laughs> Mr. Mr. Holy shit. No, that leads me to be a great idea. What if you could do like a centrist, like like right wing Democrat themed theme park called uh oh, <laughs> Oh, Barack-a-rama. <laughs> Barack-a-rama. It'd be great. You could have like a like a little pinball machine where you like drone the Yemeni wedding. Like it'd be yeah, great. Yeah, and you have um, a medical themed ghost house called Obama Scare. But all the <laughs> but all the Yemeni wedding guests are actually glued to the post, so it's a con, and you can't actually knock them off, and you never win the teddy bear anyway. <laughs> or you could like he's throwing fucking cricket balls at Yemeni wedding guests, but you never win a coconut. <laughs> and then you could, or, or there could there could be like um it could be like a you know like a beanbag toss into the target where like the target says the financial industry and all the bean all the beanbags are bailouts. And then you just have to make sure you miss everybody but the financial industry. It'd be great. <laughs> Wait, a trash future based like country fate theme park where you just throw flaccid dicks at Alex Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know just why like he oh. always wanted. Oh, Alex, I'm so sorry. It's completely arbitrary that you, you've become part of this. We actually really like you. We appreciate your friendship. You know what it is? It's the it Utah story thing. It's, yeah, just, it's the Utah story. It's just the Utah story thing. Yeah. Where we were like, hey, we don't want to. What if, oh, what if we just make people add Alex Keeley yeah. about the Utah story? So once Alex Keeley was guesting on the podcast, and I told this story about something that happened to me and Emma in Utah, and I can't even remember what it was now. The yurt. Ah, uh, yeah, there was a yurt that uh, there was a yurt involved. I don't remember anything it was else like about in it. In Utah, people have been building yurts, basically something like that. Anyway, and then basically we fucked up the audio so many times. I already retold this story like four times. I was like, fuck it, I'm not going to tell it again. If you want to know about the Utah story, at Alex Keeley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then that was it. Anyway, guys, uh, shall we play the theme song and start the episode? Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. Uh, <laughs> it's like an hour and a half long intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, listen the to the whole song, thing, man. you hogs. Can we, play, can we play the whole song? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Didn't you buy it off that fuck? <laughs> what? No, we just he just let us he just asked him permission for us to use it. He okay, said we cool. could. Well, he's still a fuck. <laughs> Cuz he fucks like a huge legend. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Start taking notes. That's enough uh that's that's enough improvised cold <laughs> open. Let's go now to the actual rehearsed content of the episode and theme song now. <laughs> 